Good morning, everyone. This is Rob McDougall from Zank Financial with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, October 3rd, 2022. As always, we're going to take a look at economic data that was released last week. We'll talk about how the markets responded to that economic data and then look at releases that are scheduled to be released this week. So in terms of last week, you would think the economic data was good enough to move the markets in a positive direction. However, that didn't happen. We'll talk about why. But most of the economic data released last week was either neutral to very good. So starting with the consumer confidence number, this is the U.S. government's version of it. That rose to 108, their index did, versus 105 last month. That's a very solid increase. Same thing we saw in the University of Michigan uh, survey two weeks ago. New home sales. Uh, everything throughout real estate clearly has slowed. Mortgage rates 6.5% uh, and, and rising. Definitely slowed things down. However, new home sales come in, came in far stronger than expected at 685000 last month versus 500000 expected. On the employment side, initial claims, jobless claims, that came in well under what was expected. So the trend has been down, particularly since mid-July, virtually every month. Last week was 193,000 versus 213,000 expected. Personal income, that was flat with the index. That was a positive 0.3% month over month, uh, exactly at expectations. Personal spending, uh, maybe slightly uh, higher than expected. Uh, the month before was a negative 0.2%, so we expected some rebound. It rebounded a positive 0.4%. I think the consensus was a positive 0.3%. Not a big data point there. However, the other two really large on Friday, PCE prices and PCE core. PCE is Personal Consumption Expenditure Index. That is the Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation. So PCE prices uh, total last month was up 0.3% month over month. Uh, the expectation was it was going to be up only 0.2%, so a little bit disappointing. Then on the core side, which excludes food and energy, that was up positive 0.6% month over month versus a positive 0.4%, which was a consensus. So I would say on the margin, obviously, those two not as, as strong as we would have liked to uh, have seen. I will say PCE prices on the core side uh, rose to only month over month. It rose, uh, so now it's running at a 4.9% year over year PCE core versus a CPI. Measurement's different, but that's a positive 8.3%. So how did the market respond to all of this? It was very negative. But before I even get into the numbers, I'll just mention two items that happened last week that really drove uh, both fixed and equity markets. So uh, Wednesday and Thursday, big events. Bank of England. Um, England is having some issue with their bonds. Their bond prices have been decreasing with rising interest rates. The Bank of England has been doing what the U.S. is trying to do, which is quantitative tightening, reducing the amount of holdings, bond holdings, uh, by the central bank. 
They had been doing that, but the bond prices were tanking so hard it was impacting um, pension fund holdings. So with that concern, uh, they decided not to discontinue the tightening program and to actually buy back over 60 billion pounds worth of bonds. So the market loved that. But the next day, the new prime minister trust uh, trust actually said she was going to continue on with tax cuts, which uh, were met with um, negative market reaction. So that was number one. Number two was Apple. Uh, Apple, the largest market cap stock here in the United States, in the world for that matter, had a downgrade from a securities analyst, I believe it was Bank of America, uh, with concern about the new release of the iPhone, that demand is going to be underwhelming. So uh, largest market cap, that stock was down 8.1%. It really led the selling, I think, in the mega cap stock. So that's what we saw in equities last week in the U.S., the S&P 500 down 2.9%. The big variance there was U.S. large cap stocks down 2.95%. U.S. small cap stocks only down 1.4%. International stocks, I would say, uh, were, well, they actually outperformed the U.S. if you use the S&P as a standard. International stocks were down 1.54% last week. So in terms of the upcoming week, uh, let's take a look at some of the data points that will be released uh, today, Monday, ISM Manufacturing Index. Uh, the consensus is 52.0. Last month, August, it came in at 52.8%. On Wednesday, we get the service component of that, the ISM Non-Manufacturing Index. That index has been very strong. Uh, the September consensus is 56.0 for a reading. Uh, August, it was a little higher at 56.9%. On Friday, we get a payroll number. This will be a key. Uh, the consensus is 250,000 jobs added last month versus 315,000 in August. Um, we've seen mostly upside surprises to this number, which makes this one a, a very curious release. Also on Friday, average hourly earnings. Uh, the consensus is uh, an increase of 6.2% year-over-year, slightly down from the month of July, um, clearly at 62 or 6.3%. That's well below the CPI number at 8.3%, creating concern that U.S. consumer, again, is continuing to lose purchasing power. Also on Friday, unemployment rate, the September consensus is 3.7%, which is exactly where it was last month. Um, last two things. One is expectations for third quarter GDP growth here in the United States. Um, we track the Atlanta Fed. They often make changes to their prediction. Very surprisingly, last week, they took their estimate for third quarter GDP growth, real GDP growth in the U.S., up from a positive 0.2% to a positive 2.5%. Um, that's in contrast to the blue chip economist forecast, which again is, is negative, slightly negative uh, in terms of the consensus, and um, doesn't really seem to be tracking uh, the economic data that we're seeing. A 2.5 increase would be very strong, probably not good for the markets. Last thing, inflation expectations. Uh, this is a remarkable chart. We follow the 10-year inflation break-even chart. Um, 
and it has gone down from over 3% expectations in May of this year. Last week, it finished the week at 2.15%, meaning, again, investors are betting over the next 10 years, inflation in the United States, which is running at 8.3%, is going to average 2.15%. Obviously, that argues that we would have to have a decrease in inflation significantly in the next 12 months or so for that to be true. That's it in terms of the economic data points. Uh, Last thing just to mention, Zeng Financial Client Events. We had two hugely successful ones last week, Wednesday here in Portage. We have two scheduled in Detroit uh, on October 19th, one in Ada on October 26th. Following day, October 27th, we'll do a Zoom broadcast of the same presentation, and we will save that for anyone that can't make that live, and they can watch at their leisure after the 27th. So thank you very much for tuning in. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.